Welcome to the Hearts Rise Up podcast. I'm Ann Sari, your host for this episode. Rising up to life's challenges is hard work, especially in today's world with so much stress, chaos, and fear, all of which can pull us down if we let it. We don't have to let outer circumstances or others dictate how we feel and act or define who we are. Now, more than ever, is the time to awaken our own inner power, dig deep, and rise up to our best self, our loving, heart-centered, higher self. And that's what Hearts Rise Up podcast is all about. When we tap into our own inner power, we elevate ourselves, our life, and the world around us. It's that simple. So let's get right into today's episode. We're very fortunate today to have a friend of mine and a life coach, Brenda Underwood. Brenda is a mom, a professional leader, a lover of Jesus, a game changer, and a mover and shaker. Who is she? She's a single mom that has defied the odds and achieved what others have always said was impossible. She's a daughter of the Most High King, a child of royalty. She is the business owner of Breakthrough for Life, where she helps others break through difficult barriers in unique ways. After 25 years of corporate-level management for companies like Unisource Worldwide, Mitchell Williams Law Firm, and Toshiba America, Brenda is reaching out to help others break through to their next level of living. Brenda is a certified growth coach trained by Jenny Turton, via life-forming leadership coaching and professional coach trained by life-forming leadership coaching. She spent the last decade mentoring and coaching people from every walk of life, helping them to win at life. Educated in both accounting and biblical studies, Brenda has a worldview that touches hearts and balances budgets, literally. Through her corporate career and ministry service, she has a unique understanding of the dynamics of both corporate and personal breakthroughs. She understands that the most successful business is require successful people. The reality is the two are intertwined and happy people make happy employees. When people are able to discover their purpose and walk in their destiny, their happy factor increases. Brenda has the capabilities necessary to coach individuals into personal breakthroughs that lead to successful lives. She has an astonishing knack for helping individuals reach out to the heart of the barriers they face every day. By tearing down the roadblocks and breaking through the blind spots, her clients are able to win at life. Brenda says, My passion is to help people craft a winning life. We do this by equipping people with the tools necessary to face off with fear, build confidence, and develop strategic life plans to achieve their dreams. My 20-plus years of management and ministry leadership provides me with the experience necessary to identify blind spots and break through barriers that prevent individuals from winning at life. My certifications in life coaching and business growth development are the anchors that set my clients up for winning results. And your personal motto, Brenda, keep it simple and get it done. Welcome to Hearts Rise Up. Awesome. It is such a great opportunity to be here today. Thank you so much, Anne. We are ready to hear more and learn what you, maybe a little bit about what you tell your clients that help them, and also just your own life story, how you got to where you are today. 
Are you ready to rise up to your best self today to inspire our listeners? Absolutely. This is such an honor to come and inspire other people to live a life that is worth falling in love with every single day. Every day. And I know I've been inspired by you already in some of your coaching as well as meeting you through a speaking engagement. And every time I hear you speak, I'm just fired up. So I hope our listeners will feel the same. So please share with us. I did that one quote, but please share a personal mantra that means a lot to you. I think the mantra in which everything that I do is built upon outside of Jesus being my fabric is either you're going to happen to life or life is going to happen to you. And if you are not intentional about your time and your resources, then you fall into life happened. Mm -hmm. But when you get very intentional about how you spend your time, your resources, your relationships, the activity that brings productivity and not just being busy, then all of a sudden you happen to life and you begin to shape what you're and craft what your life looks like. And you had your own personal experiences with this that made you want to help others? You know, in all honesty, I was um, working at um, a very big ministry here in the Southeast, and I was a Bible college teacher there. And I would have great engaging classes. My Mm -hmm. classes were I taught on transformation. So there was a foundation phase of what's it look like to just, Mm -hmm. this is who Jesus is. Then it was the transformational phase. Okay, how do I let go of the old and pick up the new? Mm -hmm. And I taught that class. And so in that class, I taught that for eight years, I would have tons of people come up to me and they loved God, but they were living broke, hurt, frustrated lives. And they were struggling with what does life look like now? And I've been doing this for a long time or I'm just gotten into it. And my life is not exciting. And I dread waking up in the morning and I don't want to go to that job again. And if I have to talk to my wife one more day about X, Y, Z, I'm going to just lose it. And I thought, you know, helping people come to a place where they can take ownership Mm-hmm. of their reality, know how to craft it, and get excited about every 24-hour period of time, that's where it was birthed out of. I, my heart mm-hmm. just broke for people. Mm-hmm. And even in my own life, dealing with different things, um, rejection was a big you know, cloud over my entire life for a very long time. And I allowed it to shape the way I saw people and things and how I interacted and craft Mm -hmm. attitudes. And I had to get to a place where I let that go in order for me to have a winning life. And so through those two things, I decided, you know, I want to help other people Mm -hmm. win. You Mm know, we will hire a coach to um, help us with becoming a better tennis player, Mm -hmm. a better basketball player, but then we say, well, life is supposed to just happen. And it just is what it is. Mm. Well, no, it's what you make it to be. Yeah, I really don't like that phrase. It is what it is. 
Yeah, it, it doesn't have to be. No, it doesn't have to be. So many people are running around. I know when I was coming up, it was the big thing to to not go to college mm-hmm. and go to Europe and find yourself, right. <laughs> right? Right. And then I may have dated myself, mm-hmm. but now I'm like, and I thought, go and find yourself on the backside of the wilderness. I'm kind of, you know, mm-hmm. I, I wanted my idea of camping. Yeah. It has a heater uh-huh. and electricity, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so. I came to the place where, why do you have to go find yourself? Why don't you create yourself? Mm -hmm. You create who you want to be. You define Mm -hmm. you and embrace all of your unique fingerprint of what you've been created to be. Embrace every bit of it and live life to the fullest. That is beautiful. And it is what our mission is here too at Hearts Rise Up, really to help people realize they can do it themselves. They just have to give themselves a chance and have some direction in mm-hmm. their life. So thank you for sharing that. That was a big answer to that question. <laughs> thank you. And now could you share a time maybe in your journey where you encountered a challenge in rising up to your best self? And what is it that maybe, without getting too personal, you doubted yourself or you were conflicted What are some of the lessons you learned um, that you were able to overcome and hence help other people now through Breakthrough for Life? That love doesn't hurt, rejection does. Hmm. That was probably the biggest thing for me. You know, um, when you allow other people to define who you are, you will always be disappointed. Hmm. And I think that going through what I went through in my home life growing up, you know, I'm the baby of five kids, Mm -hmm. two older brothers are much, much older, busy, living their lives. Mm -hmm. I was just a coincidence in their world. Uh, The baby who, the the sister above me, she was the baby before I came along for eight years and here I come. (laughs) So there's a lot of that sibling rivalry going Mm -hmm. on. And a rejection was like a pillar from the time I was born. Mm -hmm. And I had to get to a place where I didn't let it define me anymore. And that I wasn't seeing myself through the eyes of my critics. That we all have pluses and we all have minuses. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Everybody has them. So don't let your weaknesses define you. Mm -hmm. And don't let your pluses make your head big. Learn to love who you are authentically and live out of that true identity so that you can have the confidence to conquer whatever life Mm -hmm. throws your way. Confidence is a big, big thing, isn't it? And when we, I also think that the other part of that is we look at people and we assume, oh, they must have had an easy life, but they may have also gone through the same or even worse. And so we just should not make assumptions and and just start a conversation and share that that love that we should have for each other. Mm-hmm. Right, great. And so you had um, now you have a son, and yes. how is his? Is he one of your clients, or is he on his own and inspirational to you? You know, it's a little bit of both. I put out on social media the other day. I'm I'm so thankful that I have a son that I can trust with my wallet and my heart. Mm. <laughs> And, you know, because not every parent can trust all their kids. Mm -hmm. You know, I know parents who they don't leave their wallets around or their bedroom door has a deadbolt Mm -hmm. lock on it, you know, and I'm thankful for that. Was he my guinea pig 
yeah, mm-hmm. he was my guinea pig. I wanted him to live a better life than I lived because I had been in the drug game. Mm-hmm. I had sold drugs, used drugs, and, you know, oh. a variety of different things trying to find my place where I fit because I felt so rejected at mm-hmm. home. And um, I was determined my son wasn't going to live that. And so he was my guinea pig. He was the, look, read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, (laughs) read Think and Grow Rich, multiple streams of revenue, don't Mm -hmm. rely on just a job, you craft your own life. And, you know, I remember when he got ready to go into high school, I told him, I said, look, um, you're going to take care of your academic career because I believe as a single mom raising a young male, you we need to not coddle our male children. My opinion, my two cents, mm-hmm. but we need to not coddle our male children. It makes them weak. What we need to do is give them responsibility mm-hmm. while they're still in the framework of our homes mm-hmm. so that they can we can see what kind of decision making abilities they have and while they're still at home and under our authority we can help craft that Mm -hmm. so when he got ready to go into freshman year I said hey guess what (laughs) your academic career I'm gonna let you make the choices I'm here to help Mm -hmm. you're the primary I'm the secondary and you need to make good choices because you're paying for your own college and (laughs) (laughs) and he was like what (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, so make good choices. And, Mm -hmm. you know, in my mind, the only way I can make a man out of him is debt. Mm -hmm. Debt to make a man out of somebody. Mm -hmm. And um, I said, let's go on your way. And so now he's in his sophomore year Mm -hmm. in college. He pathed his entire way. He chose his classes. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm to the point now that all I do is give him my tax return. And he does all of the paperwork, all the scholarship applications, everything. That's great. He is totally independent of me. You empowered him. Totally independent, Mm -hmm. making wise choices. He's a third generation entrepreneur. Um, He has multiple streams of revenue, you know, and this was at 18. Yeah. You know, now he's 20. He'll be 21 this year. And so when you ask me, who my first client was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it was, was him. him. <laughs> it was him, and and, and everything relied on it because I'm yeah. his only living parent. Our, yeah. His grandparents on both sides are dead, mm-hmm. and his father's dead. Mm-hmm. So I'm it. If something happens to me, I need to know that he can It'll stand on his own too. Mm-hmm. Wow, well, that's an inspirational story. Thank you for sharing that. Can you give us another aha moment or an awakening that you had in the before you started Breakthrough for Life? Before I started Breakthrough for Life, I had 11 different, I've worked in 11 different industries. Mm. Totally against the norm, right? Mm. They tell you get one in one industry, know it well, master it, stay with the company, retire, Mm. be loyal, get the pension. Yeah, I didn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) And that's before we knew it was changing. Um, I kind of went where the money was. And I've worked in 11 different industries, and I think I was on my last post, my last, um, I was a director of staff development over two for-profit companies and one non-profit. And um, I had been there for seven years. I had a very comfortable situation there. Mm -hmm. And God kept whispering, you know, this isn't your dream. (laughs) And like, yeah, but do you see the bank account? Mm -hmm. You know, this isn't your dream. Yeah, but you know, I got a parking spot with my name on it. I got a corner office guy. I mean, this is kind of white. This is kind of sweet. I like it. We good. (laughs) You know? And he's like, 
you know this isn't your dream. And I was like, yeah, okay. Then he made my dream uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> he made where I was, yeah. where I felt comfortable. He put thorns and pin needles. And mm-hmm. he was like, you're going to fly this coop. If I got to like an eagle, pick you up and drop mm-hmm. you off and see if you saw or not. Yeah. You got to fly this coop because this isn't your dream. Mm-hmm. And I need you to live your dream because your dream is connected to other people's dreams. And I need you in proper position. And that was a big aha yeah. for me. So you weren't serving others necessarily the way you're supposed to. I think that we're all, and I'm going to borrow something from a minister um, that I have a great deal of respect for. She says, we are all diamonds, mm-hmm. perfectly cut for a particular setting. But so many of us have allowed our cut to be in a setting that's not fit Mm -hmm. for us. Do we still shine? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But do we shine as bright as we could? Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. And we might get nicked or fall out of that setting. Yeah. Yeah. And so leaving corporate and coming into um, my own business and Being an entrepreneur, you know, not number two in charge, but number one, which was scary all in Mm -hmm. of itself. It was that moment to say, "Okay, God, it's me and you. And I'm walking on this water with my knees shaking and I hope you got me. And he's showing me what I call kisses from heaven over and over again. Honey, I got you in ways you don't even realize. Mm -hmm. And it was a beautiful thing to really begin to see how God will take this and bless the steps I take. As long as I was sitting in that Mm -hmm. comfortable place, I didn't know what blessings he had out there for me. It wasn't until I got out the boat, stepped on the water, and Mm -hmm. he said, I got you. Look what I've been waiting to walk you into. Mm. And and you did it cold turkey? It was a three-year. I'm a planner. I'm a planner. (laughs) Um, I've, I've never thought of owning my own business. Mm-hmm. My mother owned her own business and she told me one day she came home and plopped down in the recliner and she said, baby girl, you don't never own a business. The business always owns you. And I thought, yeah, I won't be doing that one. <laughs> so I never thought. It was yeah. actually my last employer who really inspired me oh. to become a business owner. And when I look at this journey, when I stop and I think about it, it was probably always in me to do, but mm-hmm. I always liked having somebody else to blame if it went wrong. Because oh. I can blame, hey, that's a, the president wanted it like that. <laughs> I'm just a flunky. I just do what he says, yeah. you know. Yeah. But now the buck stops with me. And that became a whole nother. I got to determine what's the quality mm-hmm. of the product that I provide, the services I provide, mm-hmm. and how I'm going to provide them. I don't have anyone dictating to me what to do. That's a large responsibility. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was one of those things where I literally planned it out. I mean, it was a three-year workplace exit strategy for mm-hmm. me. And then even then, I you get knew to the... what you wanted to do? You knew what the services that you wanted to talk about? Well, at 40, so I'm 47 now. Uh-huh. At 40, I come home from... I come back from Bahamas and... Um, my staff had decorated my office. Mm-hmm. My boss bought me a 40-inch TV. And there's a story behind that. I had never purchased a TV in my <laughs> life. 
Literally, I've never purchased a TV in my life. When he found that out, he got me a 40-inch TV. I literally had a TV from when I was 13 years old that we would watch at 13. I mean, at 40 years old. So anyhow, he buys me this TV and I come in and I should be happy and excited. And my staff is like, wow, Mm -hmm. you're 40. Yay, yay. And I shut the door and I start crying. Mm -hmm. I start crying. And I'm like, I should be considering my background being a drug dealer, a user, living a very promiscuous, risky life. I shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. And so I should be so grateful that I am. Mm-hmm. But this feeling. isn't it. Yeah. Wow. And I said, God, what do I want to be when I grow up? I'm 40. My brother, my oldest brother told me, he goes, you know, you're not grown until you pay the IRS. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I'm real grown. I'm 40. <laughs> Pay the IRS a lot of money, right? And I cried like a baby. Mm. And that's when God started to birth in me. Yeah, this isn't your dream. I've been telling you that, but this isn't your dream. And let's start to look at what your dream is. It wasn't until three years later that I found out it was life coaching mm. and even fought that. I was like, life yeah. coaching, what is that? So there were other things you entertained as a possibility? Mm-mm. No, that was it. Mm-mm. No, I I mean, I just, all I knew was what I was doing was not fulfilling. Although I was Mm -hmm. still pouring into people, I was still using my gift of teaching. Mm -hmm. I was still inspiring and encouraging people to be the best they could possibly be, just in a different capacity. Mm -hmm. This was a huge stretch for me. And when God dropped it in my spirit, I want you to look in life coaching. I was like, are you kidding me? Life coaching? What is that? Isn't that some new age thing? And I was like, I said, not to research it. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. I'm a hard-headed Christian. I don't know about the rest of y'all in the world, but I'm one of those that you got to pluck me on the head a few times. And so I started researching it and I said, well, God, you don't even need, this is an unregulated field. I don't even need a degree for this. You know, I'm like who wants to do this? And I argued with them for a little while and then it came to a place where I reached out to someone, Jenny, um, who was my trainer, mm-hmm. and me and her clicked. You know how you have that God moment with somebody? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a match. And she knew about authors, because, you know, I like to read a lot. She knew about authors that are not mainstream authors. You know, everybody knows about Joyce Myers yeah. and, you know, Gene, um, Dean Koontz and all those different but nobody knew about some of the authors that I follow. And she knew them. Mm-hmm. She was quoting. She had quotes on her website about them. <laughs> now, we're going to get really personal. And I'm probably going to embarrass you guys. <laughs> but then she told, shared some things about purity and walking in abstinence as an adult that just I was like, I didn't think anybody else believed like that. (laughs) And it was a click. And I said, okay, God. And she shared a story with me about how she launched off. And she never looked back. And so I went through her certification program. Mm -hmm. And it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Um, And I moved forward from there. And I couldn't. I never looked back. I never looked back. So for some of our listeners who are contemplating that kind of change just because they've been in a, a career and they, they know that it's not the right thing for them, what besides making your plan, is there anything else you would recommend? Any book that helped steer you to what you're doing? 
If you want to walk on the water, you got to get out of the boat by John Oakberg. Oakberg? Yes. O-R-T-B-E-R-G. Oh, okay. Or Ortberg. Um, That book has a phenomenal story behind Mm it. My boss, at the last corporation I worked for, my boss gave me that book when he was a student of mine in the Bible college. And... And he hired me shortly after he mm-hmm. um, he was in my class. And I started reading that book back when I first started working for him. Now, I worked for him for seven years. I finished reading that book when I got ready to resign from the company. It was almost like that book was a seal yeah. to say, okay, now you're done. Um, I would pick it up and put it down, pick it up, put it down, pick it up. Obviously, seven years, it takes seven years to, to read a book for the slowest reader. However, it was a powerful piece for me. And it made me really come to a place where do I trust God or not? Mm-hmm. We say we trust God, but really we trust the security of a job, what we think is security. And one day God just said to me, he said, you know, so now you're telling me that a corporate job is more secure in the hands of the almighty God of the universe. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to be a life coach. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. So it's, I'm sure it took a process and a lot of planning to put it all together. Yes, and, and I work with clients. That's my specialty. Yeah. When I work with most of my clients, 50% of my clients are workplace exit strategy. Oh. So it's so I created a program mm-hmm. out of it. What it what I... It encompasses a variety of things. It encompasses what you need to do before you quit that job. Mm -hmm. And it also encompasses, if you don't know what your real purpose is, discovering it. But it also encompasses working the intangibles and getting financially secure. When I left corporate, I was in a better financial position going into my business than I was when I worked in corporate. Because I did something that was called a snowball effect, which I teach my clients how to do, is start working your 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 passion like a part-time job. It's another stream of revenue mm-hmm. for you. So instead of watching TV and going to the game and being mm-hmm. entertained, because the wealthy aren't, they don't, when they're trying to gain their wealth, they're not working to be entertained. They are working to gain money mm-hmm. to invest and to learn. And work the intangibles. And so my best advice to someone who's looking at leaving is really figure out what are those intangibles? There's so much that's involved with running a business that has nothing to do with getting a client to pay a contract. Mm-hmm. There's so much more. So there, I mean, it's a mountain. Yeah. That is just the tip of the iceberg yeah. getting someone to, to pay a contract. And the people that don't really plan ahead, then they end up struggling and, and giving up sometimes. That's why 50% of businesses go out of business mm-hmm. within the first two years. Yeah. Because they don't, oh, I just need to go get clients. I'm a great salesperson. Okay, mm-hmm. that's great. You got a, an infrastructure, retention, legal. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a ton of things that must be surely crafted out mm-hmm. before you step out. And so I help people go through that process. Wonderful. I help them blueprint. What does that workplace exit strategy look like? Mm-hmm. What is it marketing? What are, what are you going to catch them with? What are your who are your ideal clients? I go through that whole thing with them, and then we go through a financial grid. You know, how do you 
actually make that transition and don't take a financial dip. Mm. Yeah, because that's another factor that makes people mm-hmm. stress and mm-hmm. give up. And you're all about taking that stress away to make us live our fully full as fully as possible. Well, thank you. So what are some things that excite you right now on your journey? Where you are now? You've been in your business for for a while. Six and, years. Mm-hmm. Wow. What excites me in my journey is the same thing that excited me from day one, one-on-one coaching. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, I like that one-on-one dynamic. People don't share their true barriers with you in group settings. Mm-hmm. They just don't, Mm -hmm. Um, especially the type of clientele that I work with. um, They're usually have lived some years. They've lived someone else's life script for them. You know, daddy Mm -hmm. said you should do this. Our hubby said you should do this. Our wifey wants you to do that. Mm -hmm. Our mommy is really adamant about having a doctor in the family, you know, (laughs) and they live that and they're halfway through their life and they're like, you know what? They're having a, a midlife crisis like I was at 40 saying, there's got to be more to this life than this. And yeah. you get there and you're like, now what? I don't even know how to, to script my own life. And coming to that place where you just take a moment and you really define who you want to be. Mm-hmm. That's a, a key, taking a moment and finding. So for our listeners, what are some things, little tips? I mean, they should all come and find you as a coach, but what are some tips for helping people realize that it is, you got to take time to think. You got to take the time to make the plan. I think the number one thing is coming to the realization that I can really craft my own life. I really get to define me. Mm-hmm. Um, coming from a Christian setting, we're, we're just, we are. I don't want this to be taken the wrong way, but we are very passive about our relationship with God sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we're just, okay, God, I know you died on a cross for me and you saved me from my sins and all that. Okay, now tell me what I'm supposed to do in my job. Tell me what I'm supposed to do here. Tell me what I'm supposed to do there. And God, we are made in his image. He created us to create. We're multifaceted. Mm-hmm. The world wants you to be one dimensional. You know, you're just a teacher. No, you're not. You may be mm-hmm. a teacher and a saxophone player mm-hmm. and There's a so ballet dancer. Right. You are so much more. Mm-hmm. We need to realize that we get the opportunity to define how we use what God has given us. Mm-hmm. Now, he's the fabric to everything. Mm-hmm. But from that fra- fabric, you get to decide what type of tapestry you want to use. The gifts and callings are without repentance. They're all within us. Yes. And that goes back to your diamond analogy, the multifaceted. So. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And then your, what are some things you want to achieve? I imagine maybe a book or something like that, Brenda? That's what God wants me to achieve is the book. <laughs> Um, I've had a book for 10 years that, that God has been like, I need you to write that. And, and I've almost had some scares where he's like, I'm going to have somebody else write it if you don't. Um, so, yeah, a book. But I think my heart passion is to see one million people get breakthrough in their wow. life through coaching. Mm-hmm. So I, I keep having this thought of what does it look like for the entire 
population to be living their lives on purpose, Mm. operating in their gifts, talents, and abilities. What would the world look like? Would you think you'd ever run into a rude person? (laughs) We'd all be elevated at that point. Yes, because I really believe that our wealth is in the gift God gave us. Mm -hmm. And when we are willing to take steps to walk on the water with him, he will bless the steps we take when we hold his hand as our security and not our 401ks and financial status or jobs or titles as our security. He is more than able to bring wealth to our life. Wow. So we'll... We're almost to the end of our very interesting talk here. I want to ask you a few things in a quick lightning round, we call it, where you can share some tips and amazing insights and resources for others. And then we definitely want to get your contact information for our listeners. So right now, today, what helps you feel grounded and centered? My daily devotion. Okay. I don't see clients until 10 a.m., because I'm going to spend time with God because mm-hmm. otherwise I'm no good for them. <laughs> and you told me before you you intentionally get a... It doesn't mean you get up at 6 a.m., but you get a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important for people to... And any kind of other um, exercise, whether it's meditation, prayer, journaling, any of those things? Well, prayer is paramount. That's part of my devotion time. I have a dream party where I physically... You know, that's a Eric Thomas um, statement, but I physically go into the future and see myself living my dream. And then I come mm-hmm. back into the present and I walk it out. And I have that visualization every day. And as much as possible, mm-hmm. I try to emotionally connect with that place. So having a dream party, I take 20 minutes a day and I just think. I turn the phone off in a dark room with a hot tea and I just think. I, um, I spend time allowing myself to embrace my now moments not always be in the future Mm -hmm. as little in the past as possible and embrace now the moment that would that is where we all need to be like in this moment right now yes i feel that very powerfully what are some of the people in your life that have been influential to you um maya Angelou, mm-hmm. very influential. Um, Colin Powell is someone I look up to. Warren Buffett mm-hmm. is someone I really look at. Um, and two life coaches that I love are Tony Robbins and Lisa Nichols. Lisa Nichols, I don't think I've heard of her. I know she, the others. Yeah, she's a. Um, she comes from Los Angeles. We have a. She has an only son, like I do. Mm-hmm. We have a story that's sort of similar. Mm-hmm. She had to come out of some hard places in order to live the life that she's oh. living now, oh. and um, she is a million dollar publicly f- um, traded coaching company. Wow! And so I really love her message. Yeah. Okay, so those are very influential. Is there any particular person that you have received some like? incredible nuggets of wisdom you've shared some but if there are any more that you would like to share on a personal level that Mm -hmm. i can go to their house and yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know um, my friend victoria teague she is the founder of um victoria's friends 
It's a ministry that goes into the strip clubs and helps strippers get out of the strip club. Mm -hmm. She gave me my first paid speaking engagement. Uh, She was my guinea pig when I was going through certification for coaching. She allowed me to to Mm -hmm. coach her pro bono. She also... um, I mentored her at one time. She's now mentored me. That's great. That's great. Um, we encourage each other on writing our books. And so she is like a warm cup of hot chocolate <laughs> in my life. I mean, she is just my comfy spot. That's she is great. always, she's loving, she's caring, and she's, she's yeah. great. We all need a person like that, definitely. And what are some tips you would give others? I mean, you have given us a lot today. Thank you. But what are some things you would want to tell people to live their best self in the world? Know that you hold the pin to your life and you get to define you. I like that. Say that again, please. Know that you hold the pin to your life and you get to define Mm -hmm. you. Wow. Thank you. And are there some people in your life who have seen your changes in the past seven to ten years that haven't liked what they've seen and how have you handled that? You know, the beautiful thing, and I thought I was going to talk about this instead of what I talked about. The beautiful thing about coming out of a family that rejected you all the time, that mm-hmm. you were always not doing something right, made you get free from people pleasing. Mm. And I had to gain confidence. And so I think it's more so people will say, Brenda Underwood, I remember when she used to sell drugs and we used to get weed from her and we used to snort cocaine with her. And that has to be all that Jesus stuff. Yeah, that's fake. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think it's more of that than people not being pleased. I think there's a lot of people that knew me back in the day Mm -hmm. when I was selling. I've been 20 years sober. I hadn't sold drugs, you know, since my son was the the pivotal point in in that move. But I think there's people that were back there that said, thank goodness she got Jesus because she was Mm -hmm. hell on wheels. Yeah, probably wouldn't be around anymore. Yeah, Yeah. I probably wouldn't be. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that there's more of that than people who look at me now and say, "Mm, I don't Uh like who she's become. Yeah. So we just have to be proud of where we are in the moment too i think that's another we key. have yeah we have a one-man audience mm-hmm. if jesus is happy mm-hmm. bump all the others yeah. <laughs> you know i just i have to get get into a place because yeah. there's always going to be someone in the world in your circle that's not happy with what you're doing mm-hmm. but if jesus is happy with it well and there was one more thing i know that you had shared with me previously that I think would be helpful to our listeners too. And that was about having a reference group of friends. Can you yes. share a little bit about that before we wrap up? A reference group is a John Maxwell term. I'm real big on giving credit where credit mm-hmm. is due. Um, John Maxwell is another person who's been very influential for me. He believes that the people, the five people that pour into your heart most the five people that when they speak you believe what they say you know because there are some people we, when they speak we're like uh-uh. <laughs> i don't receive nothing you say <laughs> i don't believe that mm-hmm. but the five people who you believe what they say they shape who you become it's kind of like that um, birds of a feather flock together mm-hmm. show me the man and i'll mm-hmm. show you his future and for you to be involved with the five people who are closest to your heart 
for them to be encouraging, uplifting, and challenging people in your world. When you think about them, do you think they challenge me to be a better person than I am to yesterday, mm-hmm. than I was yesterday? Or are they a drain? Are they a complainer? Are they a whiner? Are they always negative? Mm-hmm. Is there always something wrong? Then you need to begin to distance yourself from that energy. Mm-hmm. And begin to embrace energy that's going to empower you, that's going to encourage yeah. you. People will say to me, Brenda, it's been raining in Georgia, aren't you? I said, look, it's sunshine in my world. The rain <laughs> don't get to, to, to rain on my parade. Mm-hmm. I'm having a fabulous day. I'm on this side of the living. Mm-hmm. I'm healthy as an ox. <laughs> I mean, what more can I ask for? So right? when you distance yourself from those maybe one or two that are in that circle, then you have room to bring in new. new. And, and so you begin to seek out relationships mm-hmm. that are going to be just that encouraging, mm-hmm. challenging, um, that are going to shape you in a way that's going to be good for you and your world. Mm-hmm. And you can do the same for them. It's not just about them pouring into you. It's you pouring into them, iron sharpening iron. And that reference group is very important. I remember when I first read it and then taught on it, I looked at my reference group and was like, I'm going to be broke, busted, and disgusted for the rest of my life. And so I changed that out. I recently redid that exercise. And I looked and I said, okay, there's three good in here, two, two, you know, when they call I kind of look at the phone like can I deal with their drama today and yeah and and so now I have two spots open and I was very intentional who already in my circle do Mm -hmm. I want to get to know on a better level Mm -hmm. and then one of them just called me out the blue and said hey you want to get together and go to dinner yeah I'm looking at the phone like okay God you (laughs) once you put it out there and then it happens that happens a lot yes well great thank you now uh one more tip And that is, we have talked previously on our podcast about vision boards and the importance of those. And I learned another tip from you about those vision boards. I like doing the cutout paper ones, but it's a lot of fun and also very deep when you can do the visual ones you can make on your digital 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 vision Mm -hmm. boards. So you want me to share a tip like that? I have a digital vision board that has homes specifically in the area I want to live, which is Santa Barbara, California. Mm-hmm. I want to have a beach house in Santa Barbara, California. Uh, it has the color car I want. It has the quotes that inspire, mm-hmm. the scriptures that inspire. It, it It's very specific, very real, because I can put on there exactly what I want because it's a digital layout. Mm-hmm. And so I printed out, um, in eight and a half by 14 and I have it in my workout room in front of my treadmill I have it in my bathroom where I'm beautifying myself every day mm-hmm. I have it in my office at home and my office my physical Norcross office that I have um, where I see my clients as well as I have it right next to my bed when I wake up mm. and so every day I look at that And I said the other day, I said, well, it's about time for me to cross some things off of here because I've achieved them, the power of goal visualization. And now it's time for me to put some new stuff on there because there's some new, I've got Mm -hmm. some new things that Mm -hmm. I want to do. Yeah. And that makes it easier, the digital one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it goes back to what we say a lot is that whatever you focus on really grows and that's where you have to be instead of looking back. 
look forward. Especially whatever you focus on repeats. Mm -hmm. So if you're focused on the past and what you don't want in the past, you're Mm -hmm. actually going to get more of what you don't want because that's where your focus is. And my final question, if you were to leave this earth today, what would you most want to be remembered for? I, I love Stephen Covey, and in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he has you write your own eulogy. Mm. And I want people, I want a room full of people in bright colored clothes, no black, no gray. Mm-hmm. I want some hot, I don't care if it's dead or winter, I mm-hmm. want some hot pinks and fuchsia and purples mm-hmm. and lavenders and yellows mm-hmm. because I'm excited. Um, and I want people to say, because of her, I'm a, I live my dream. Because of her, she encouraged me mm-hmm. to step out into what I was definitely afraid of doing. Mm-hmm. Because of her, I'm leaving a legacy for my children. Because of Brenda Underwood, I'm living yeah. my winning life. Awesome. Thank you, Brenda. That. Just everything you've shared with us today really applies to what our audience is looking for on Hearts Rise Up. And we really appreciate you being here with us today and hope we can have you again on our show. Absolutely. So one more thing, Brenda. Before we go, how can people get a hold of you or learn more about you? You can learn more about me at BreakthroughForLife.com. All of that's spelled out, BreakthroughForLife.com. I also have a YouTube channel called Breakthrough with Brenda, or you can always give me an old-fashioned phone call Mm -hmm. at 855-923-LIFE. Thank you. Thank you again. And please, listeners, check out Brenda. See if you can get some tips, and especially if you were encouraged today by something that she said Put some time into it. Thank you. Hey there. Before you go, we hope today's show inspired you to awaken and unleash your own inner power to elevate yourself, your life, and the world. Please leave us a review on iTunes because those reviews are important to our show. And we'd love for you to subscribe to our show and share this episode with others on your favorite social media channels. Finally, Are you rising up to your best self every day? Let us know more by reaching out to us at www.heartsriseup.com.